What's up? It's me, Jonathan Hood, at 12.47 a.m. Central Time on a Sunday morning as we get ready for Double or Nothing from Las Vegas, and there is breaking news regarding MJF and AEW. If you have not found out, this story came across late Saturday into Sunday morning that MJF no-showed his Saturday AEW Fan Fest autograph and photo sessions for reasons that are unknown. According to the Wrestling Observer, several attendees noted his absence on social media, which we have independently confirmed as legitimate and not at work. AEW was unable to contact him. PW Insider, my buddy uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider, noted that AEW did their best to make good to the fans, including offering exchanges for other talents for that fan fest in Las Vegas. It's a big deal because it is double or nothing and it is a stacked card. And part of that card was supposed to be MJF against Wardlow. If you've been watching AW Dynamite or Rampage, you know that's one of the biggest matches that's on this show. And MJF somehow, some way just decided to just ghost the fans that paid money to see him at a fan fest in Las Vegas. Now, What's interesting about this from PW Insider, from Mike Johnson, as they've discussed on their platforms, there's been a feeling that MJF has not been on the same wavelength as of late behind the scenes with AEW management and has been keeping more to himself behind the scenes. We are told that MJF actually has 18 months to two years left on his existing deal and that AEW management has wanted to talk about locking him up to a newer deal, which is not unusual for AEW to do so, try to rip up the current deal and lock in talents for a newer long-term contract before the existing one expires. MJF has not been receptive to sit down with Tony Khan and AEW to try to get a new contract. So this reminds me of Jeff Jarrett and China from years ago. Uh, Jeff Jarrett didn't want to do the job with China, and there was still money left over on the contract for Jeff Jarrett. He was able to uh, get all the money that was owed for him, all of the merch and all the money that he needed uh, before he did that job to China and left the WWE. He was paid over $200,000, got all his money right before he went to the ring against China and dropped that Intercontinental Championship matchup to China. Ultimately, Jeff Jarrett held up the company. Uh, right before that match took place on the same day of the pay-per-view. And here's MJF against Wardlow. You know that this is one of the most anticipated matches because they put a lot of time into it. But um, when I read and hear from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, and when I hear from Sean Ross Sapp, who's all over it for Fightful, and Mike Johnson from PW Insider, and just making a couple of calls myself here this morning, uh, many are saying that this is not a work. And some are saying, well, there could be a possibility. So it's murky, right? So I'm not telling you that it is or is not, but I will tell you that if you're a fan and you pay good money to see MJF in a meet and greet at Double or Nothing, he doesn't show, uh, that's not good business. And if it's a work and those fans stood in line and they did not get what they were looking for because MJF just did no show, that's bad. Now, there was 
according to a couple of websites here, uh, there was a one flight out of Las Vegas going back to New York that MJF was supposed to be on. Now, I've waited up long enough to find out whether or not he's going to get on that plane or not. As I record this, he has not gotten on that plane. But apparently he had purchased tickets to leave Las Vegas and completely leave Double or Nothing in AEW high and dry and go back to New York. And... Um, well, that's also not very good either. That's not a very good business practice. The big question I keep thinking about with this is, well, several of them. One of them is, if MJF is asking for his release, will Tony Khan grant him that release? Let's go back to the time with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes uh, decided he wanted to leave. There was a contract negotiation and... Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes could not come to a, a, an agreement with a contract, and Cody is now flourishing in the WWE. So the question is, if MJF really wants to leave, and here's the thing, Tony has tried to sit down with MJF and his circle to try to get a new contract in, and unfortunately it has not happened. So if MJF really wants to leave, will Tony allow him to walk? Let me just be the first to tell you, if MJF is no longer in AEW, AEW will be fine. Cody leaves the uh, AEW, it goes to the WWE, and AEW still continues to flourish and continues to shine, even without Cody Rhodes. Same thing with MJF. If he is going to leave tonight and decides, you know what, I just don't want to be here anymore, release me under my deal, AEW is going to keep moving. Uh, I just think that it's bad form when even Jeff Hardy jumps the rail in Texas and just says, I don't want to be in WWE anymore and goes to AEW. That's not right. I mean, there's a way to be able to negotiate and have a conversation with an organization when you're not happy. Same thing with Naomi and for Sasha. Hey, I know there's a lot of Sasha stands and a lot of um, Naomi stands that are like, hey, you know, they had to stand up and do what's right. But at the same time, though, you have to have that conversation. If you don't have the conversation, you can walk. And that's what those two have done. They've been suspended uh, without pay uh, from the WWE. So it comes down to practical business sense. And again, we'll find out on Sunday whether or not that this is a thing or not. But for the reason why that I've stayed up and tried to make a few calls and listen to what people have to say, it, it, it's when there's smoke, there's fire. It's one thing for MJF to be shooting with the audience and winking at the audience, talking about that, you know, in 2024, he's going to go with his good friend, Bruce Pritchard. He's made a call to Bruce Pritchard in Stanford, Connecticut. He's going to be in the WWE, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, for him to be discussing that, I thought is interesting, especially when it's wide open like that. Tony Khan on several interviews, uh, including the conference call that I was a part of, um, last week leading into double or nothing said pretty much that he has no problem with mjf talking about his issues openly to the press and openly on air and it's kind of like okay i mean you could work yourself into a shoot and this is what's kind of happening now with mjf uh i heard the ariel Helwani um interview he did ariel Helwani from um was with ESPN for a long time. He's got his own podcast that covers combat sports. And MJF, again, talking about his contract and talking about how he could easily go to the WWE. Uh, if he wants to go, if I'm Tony Khan, I let him go. Right? Because I wouldn't want to be uh, have someone in my organization that's unhappy. 
I just wouldn't. Um, I think that MJF is a very, very valuable key, uh, key piece, young piece to the AEW system. I think I've said this many times on podcasts in the past that I really believe that MJF in any generation in pro wrestling would get over. That mouth and his ability to speak uh, is not just something for 2022. I heard that kind of verbiage from in the 70s. In the 80s and the 90s and 2000s, I mean, he is one of the best talkers in the business and works like an old schooler. I mean, he's the closest thing to Roddy Piper that we've seen in a long time. But is the juice worth the squeeze when it comes to Tony Khan? You try to sit down with him. He doesn't want to sit down. And you know that he's probably going to lose to Wardlow on Sunday. My thought was, well, he can't be mad that he's going to lose to Wardlow and uh, because he's lost matches before he's won a lot of matches as well i feel bad for wardlow if mgf does not show up sunday at double or nothing because this was supposed to be the blow off of this great feud this great rivalry that these two have had uh and that's really too bad for wardlow uh if i'm tony khan one of the things that i would do is i would put wardlow in the main event with CM Punk and Hangman Page, and Wardlow would be my new AEW champion. If MJF does not show, that's exactly what I would do. You can't find a replacement for MJF. I mean, there's plenty on the roster, sure. But what is more meaningful than to put a guy who's already over in Wardlow in the main event, change everything up, switch everything up, and put Wardlow in that match for the heavyweight championship. You know, even more, as much as CM Punk, as much as, as Hangman Page, for sure, Wardlow's getting a lot of cheers, and he's over. You hear every arena he goes to, he's getting cheered. And so there's a big, um, I think, push for Wardlow as not necessarily the future champion, but maybe the current champion after Sunday. We'll find out. What do you think? How would you handle it if you're Tony Khan? All I would tell you is this. As far as we know right now, MJF is not showing up. And if it's a work, that's a shame to do it to those fans at the meet and greet. We'll find out. Double or nothing. Check out Good Karma Wrestling. Don't forget, every Thursday uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern. For Pacific time on Thursdays. And don't forget, also on Wednesday, on the 1st of June, we'll have a special Good Karma Wrestling, especially for our Los Angeles audience, because AEW will be in Los Angeles at the Forum for the first time in its company's history. They've uh, been around for three years, AEW, so on the 1st, because we've had such good reaction to this new format for our show, Good Karma Wrestling, we'll have a special show on at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, and of course 7 Pacific uh, for the Good Karma Wrestling fans. So again, we'll be on on the second, as we always do every uh, Thursday, but we'll also have a pop-up special show after Dynamite on the 1st of June. Again, that will air live on YouTube. If you have not done so by now, go to Good Karma Wrestling and hit that subscribe button or check out the podcast right here. But we'll have two shows next week. The first after Dynamite at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, and of course our usual show at eight at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on the 2nd on Thursday. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button uh, when you catch this podcast or on YouTube and you'll never miss an episode of Good Karma Wrestling.